Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in the world of podcasting and how to use their podcast to generate consistent leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited you're here. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Today, I'm chatting with Amanda Cross of the Ambitious Freelancer Podcast. Amanda is a blogger, freelancer, and podcaster from Arkansas. She started creating content online in 2011, and the latest endeavor to be added to her internet resume is her podcast, The Ambitious Freelancer. On her show, she teaches beginning and intermediate freelancers about the world of freelancing through solo podcasts and interviews. So I'm super excited to be chatting with Amanda today all about why it's okay to not have everything perfect when starting your podcast. So let's dive right in. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about podcasting with you. So before we dive into the episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your podcast and just how you got started with it all. Yeah, so my name is Amanda and I am a freelancer, podcaster, and blogger from Arkansas. Um, I kind of have a lot of different hats and I started my podcast, The Ambitious Freelancer, about a year ago, actually. It'll be a year in June and I am super excited about just like talking with you guys, talking with you about podcasting because I love the topic. I think it's so fun to talk about. But yeah, I really just started the podcast. I started with like a really small community and I just wanted to talk a little bit more about freelancing. So I started this Facebook group a while ago. It's still pretty small, but like I started it and I wanted something different, like besides just the Facebook group. So I decided to start a podcast about freelancing and helping other people along their freelancing journey too. So that's how it got started. So fun. Yeah. I feel like a podcast is a really good way to connect with people. I mean, a Facebook group obviously has like that nice community element, but with a podcast, you can just sit down, record and kind of put out the episodes and then use that, you know, Facebook group as a supplement. Cause then you can actually talk to people. Cause as you know, podcasting is kind of a one way street. Cause you know, people can leave you reviews, but at that point it's like, okay, how do I get in contact with them? So I think it's smart to have kind of that Facebook group as well um, to kind of supplement and be able to connect with the community beyond just talking in their ears. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially when I was more solo episodes, it kind of just felt like I was talking into the void, kind of similar to how when I first started blogging, I didn't get like any traffic and it was just me typing away. So yeah, I definitely like the aspect of it where I can talk with people and have chit chats and talk more live live with people and like the live stream aspect of Facebook groups and such. So I really like having both. Yeah, for sure. I agree wholeheartedly with that. So you kind of said why you started your podcast, but how long have you been doing it for? Yeah. So I had, I've been doing it for about 11 months now. So yeah, it's been a bit of a a bumpy road along the way, but I've been doing it pretty consistently. I think I've taken like two or three weeks off in the entire time I've had it. So pretty consistently for about 11 months now. Awesome. So you're almost to your year mark. That's exciting. I feel like when you hit a year, that's like when things really like start taking off if they haven't already, because podcasting is kind of like a slower burn in my opinion from what I've noticed um, and then once you kind of hit that year mark then you kind of notice some growth I mean obviously you should be growing month over month but like for me and my clients that's kind of when it started like really taking off for the most part 
Yeah, I've definitely heard that with people talking about how podcasting can take a little bit longer. And I think it's just about the consistency of it and like showing up in front of your audience and them getting some time to get acclimated with you. Because obviously I do have other parts of my business, but this one's so solely specific about freelancing that I had to like take basically like a segment of my audience who was freelancing with me and then like build up the rest. So it was definitely a bit of a different kind of audience to tackle. Yeah, totally. It's it's like a whole different ball game than like a blog audience or something. And, you know, everyone's kind of different, every different medium's different, stuff like that. So what is your current format? So are you doing kind of solos, interviews, or a mix of the two? And then how often are you putting out new content? Yeah, so my podcast started was mostly like solo, but now it's more of like a solo interview style. So I do a little bit of interviewing do a little bit of solo it was like really hard for me to like work up the nerve to like do an interview and like host an interview because it's so different from like I've done podcast interviews and I've had I was on like the receiving end for a while but then it took me a while to actually just do it and so I did that for the first time this year actually so now it's kind of a mix of interview and I try to put some solo episodes in there too Yeah, I think it's good to have a mix of both um, because you're able to kind of like share, showcase your expertise with the solos, but then with guests, it's like, you know, it's very conversational and you can still kind of insert your um, expertise within the episodes as well, but it's just kind of more conversational. And the good thing about having guest episodes is the shareability because usually your guests will share with their audience. So you can kind of open yourself up to new listeners that way. Yeah, and I just realized I forgot. <laughs> I put out new episodes like weekly, so every Thursday. Yeah, I okay. started a little bit different from that, but now I do it like weekly. Yeah, I I do mine every Thursday too. I think it's a good day because I feel like a lot of people put out their new episodes on Mondays and stuff, and you, then you're competing with a lot more people. But like later on in the week, like Wednesday, Thursday, um, not as many put out, not as many people put out new episodes during that time, so it's kind of like less competition, you know. Yeah, I think it's a good way to kind of like get that end of the week kind of boost that you need to like get through, especially if like you're working from home like I am and like you just all your energy is kind of depleted those first couple of days and then like you get a new episode and it's like, oh goodness, I got a new episode. I got some more like strategies I can use in my business to kind of boost me up for the end of the week and then I can implement those for like the next week or so until I get a new episode. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a really good way to go about it because then you have like content and you're not just like sharing it once and then kind of just never talking about it again. You can consistently share throughout the week, you know, from Thursday until the next Thursday when your new episode drops. So it's a good way to kind of um, have like more content in your arsenal and stuff. Um, so when it comes to your podcast, what is like one or maybe two things that you feel like is working best at this point in time? Yeah, so I'd say that what's working best for me and my podcast is definitely just, you know, getting out of my comfort zone has been really helpful because I felt like I was so like pigeonholed to like, oh, I can never do like interviews, like my internet's bad, like everything's bad. So like just getting out of my way and like actually stepping up and doing this interviews has really been helpful because I've been able to have a lot of cool conversations with freelancers and grow my own business as well as like helping other freelancers. Um, I feel like I kind of get to like 
pick people's brains and it's really amazing. And then another thing that's working best for my podcast is um, the length of the episodes because I feel like when I first started, I really wanted to be the just like quick tip type of person, like, oh, you get it in like 15 minutes. But I've found that like my actual audience really um, resonates with like 25 to 30 minute episodes a bit more than they uh, resonate with like these like really short episodes. So I like having that mix and I've kind of experimented with longer and shorter episodes and it's been really helpful to kind of experiment and get to like the meat of like that episode that actually works best for me. Yeah, and I think podcasting is kind of just a big experiment. Like, you don't really know what your audience is going to like. You don't know. Like, I mean, everyone's audience is different. Some people like short. Some people like long. Some people like, you know, really conversational episodes. Some people like really informative episodes. It really just depends on your audience. So it's really smart to kind of test the waters and see what people are actually liking and kind of using your analytics to see, okay, this one was a hit and this one, maybe not. So kind of just playing with that and seeing what people resonate with the best is really important. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I've definitely gone through so many different experiments since I started my podcast. And I like, doing it and just kind of seeing like because I feel like since I started my interviews since I started my like longer episodes my podcast has grown a lot faster so like looking at the analytics like it took me a while to get to like 1000 so now I'm like going a little bit faster now that I've you know changed it around a little bit right it's good to kind of see like what people are liking and usually that's when you see growth um because people are like you know, they, they tell you what they want. You know, if you, your episode is 10 minutes and you're not getting as many listeners or they're like dropping off or, you know, they're sticking around the whole time, that might mean they want more. If they're dropping off after an hour long episode, if they're dropping around about minute 45, that means they might need, um, you know, 45 minutes or less type episodes. It just really depends on your audience, how busy they are and what kind of learners they are really. So it's, it's kind of just all big experiments, um, which is, hard at first, but it's, it's fun in the long run because you're able to really cater to what they're looking for. And once you kind of get that rhythm going, then it makes it so much easier to create content for them. Yeah. And I definitely would say like, from like the perspective of me, like experimenting with like the sizes, I feel like when you have like really short sizes, people binge it a lot, like, but you can't really control when they decide to binge the episode. So if you have like you know, five episodes, someone might wait until the fifth episode to binge all of those five episodes. And then you can't really control like exactly when people listen. I feel like you can control a lot better if you have the longer episodes because people will tune in more often on a weekly basis instead of just like waiting until they have like a bunch to binge. Yeah, that is really true, especially in like our binge culture society these days, especially, um, you know, with things like Netflix were able to binge like a whole season in one sitting. And um, I think that kind of does help the retention as well for your podcast. So you're super right about that. So kind of on the other side of things, what is something you wish you could have done better with your podcast and what did you learn from that? Yeah. So I think just going into like a little bit more of like the salesiness of it I guess like I was always really bad about like saying oh go to my website or do this do that so some of those older episodes don't really have as many like great call to actions I'm like I did a lot of sporadic call to actions so I'm just trying to get better about like sending people to specific places at the end of the episode because it's so important to tell people to go somewhere specific or do something specific whether it's like commenting leaving a review 
you know, going to your website, those types of things. I've just not been so great about doing it. I think it's kind of the vocalness of it because like, obviously when I'm on a, I'm on a blog post, I can easily say like, comment below if blah, 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 blah. But like saying it out loud is kind of weird to me at first. So it's just been something I had to like get used to and like start doing more in my podcast. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it is, it's such a different thing because like there's nowhere to really comment below with podcasting other than like leaving a review, um, which is why I think having a Facebook group or like directing people to DM you on Instagram or something is very um, beneficial to have so that you can continue those conversations because people want to chat with you. They don't want to just have a one-way conversation with you um, in their earbuds, you know? So it's important to give them that opportunity to like do that. And if you're not saying like, Hey, follow me on Facebook and or follow me on Instagram and let's chat there or join my free Facebook group. And we can chat further about this episode. Then people don't know how to get in contact with you. I mean, they could do it. They could figure it out there. You know, people aren't stupid, but they, uh, people pr- appreciate that like direct call to action to take another, um, you know, take another step because otherwise they're just gonna be like, okay, well, this episode was great, but now what do I do? Yeah, and I think that we we forget about the power of just, like, asking people to do something. Like, yes, it they might do that, and some people do go above and beyond to leave reviews and to help you out, but for the most part, people won't remember, because it's just, podcasting is still fairly new. Even if it's been a while, around for a while, people are still kind of getting into podcasts, and it's kind of a different beast when you're doing it for more, like, entrepreneurship and, like, building your own like personal brand where it's like a like a true crime podcast might not have like the same type of feel that like an entrepreneurship podcast might where you really do want people to move to that next step so I think it it kind of really does depend on you know where you're coming from it at and you know telling people to do something the next step so they can learn how to interact with other podcasters is so important yeah and just how they can work with you because I feel like so many people just don't do that. Like that's not a part of their strategy. They start a podcast and they're really excited to offer all this free content, but then they don't like give someone the next action step. So people don't take it because yeah, we just, sometimes we just need an invitation to go to the next step, whether that's joining a Facebook group or getting on a like quick discovery call or whatever that call to action is. It's really important to include that because, you know, as business owners, a podcast isn't Like, you know, there's no direct ROI off of it unless you're doing that. So you're not going to see results and you're not going to see people signing up for your programs or your services via your podcast if you're not talking about them on your podcast. So it's really important to do that. Have a podcast idea, but not sure where to even begin when it comes to pre and post production. I can help. Grab the podcast submission checklist that walks you through all the steps you need to take before putting your podcast out into the world. You can snag it at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash checklist. Um, so when it comes to your listenership, where do you find you're getting these people from? I mean, I know podcast analytics are kind of basic. They're not as robust as like Google Analytics or something. But if you had to guess, where do you think that these people are coming from? 
Yeah, so I think a big part of it is Instagram. I'm building up my Instagram presence, and I post there. I try to post there a couple of times a week. It's kind of gets – I'm in a little bit of a weird transitionary period in my life right now, so it's kind of hard to, like, take the time for it. But I'm trying to, like, post not only just, like, show who's on the show, but also just, like, random freelance advice. And I try to help people out with, like, different things and get people um, advice that they need, especially right now. Um, And then also just podcast SEO. I think it's really important. Even if you don't think that it's important, I think you can still kind of see how certain keywords and how certain phrases are getting you more views from like Apple. So maybe you can't tell like, oh, this is what someone typed to get this. And it'd be cool if we could figure that information out. But I think you can still kind of tell if you have like a spike in traffic for an episode or two, you'll be like, okay, so this might be a keyword that people are interested in. And then if that's something you want to continue to talk about, you can, or it might have just been like a one-off thing that you really don't want to talk about more. Because I know that that kind of happened in one of my episodes, it kind of went more, it got more listeners. And then I like looked on Apple and I found that it was like one of the bigger um, episodes for a particular keyword, which was pretty cool because it got more, me more listens on that episode. So yeah, those are just kind of some of the ways. Yeah, and I think I think like things like show notes are really good too because then you can jump off or, or piggyback off of like the Google SEO and stuff like that as well because you know people are looking for stuff on Google all the time. So if you have good keywords in your show notes and things like that, that also helps as well. Um, getting new people. I mean, obviously that is also something that's lower. Um, SEO takes a while to kind of take effect. Um, but it's also really beneficial for having people find you um, outside of just within like social media and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I'm starting to kind of see that. Like I really just started my web, like I had it for a while, but I really this year, I went through and like a maniac created all my old show notes because I don't know why I didn't start with it. So that's something I would definitely tell people to start with their show notes so they won't have to go through 40 episodes and do all of the show notes over the course of a month like I did. It was very time consuming, um, but I'm glad I did it because now I can really start getting more of that Google SEO and stuff from just that. So I'm starting to see a few trickles of that, but it's obviously going to take time. I love that. And I think if you haven't already, definitely add your website to Google Search Console. That way Google can call your website um, for those show notes. And that will help out a lot too. Totally. Yeah. Show notes are great for that. And they're also really great for, um, you know, not everyone can listen to your podcast or likes to listen. So if you have show notes, then they're able to um, kind of see what the episode is about. And, you know, you know, they're death or something there are definitely some obviously there's sorry <laughs> my dog Winnie quit it oh my gosh okay so uh there's you know deaf people that need transcripts and stuff like that so if you also like write blog posts and stuff then you can kind of cater to different audiences versus those that can hear um or those that just prefer to read um you're catering to those people as well so i think that's important too with show notes um not just seo but like just accessibility factors too cool so when it comes to your listeners how are you like taking the next step and turning those people into clients and customers in your business yeah so i think it's going to change like 
throughout the time of like me having my podcast but for right now I'm just making a lot of like digital downloads as well as I have a couple of journals on Amazon KDP I took a course on how to like create like journals and get them for sale on KDP last year and so I have like a couple of freelancing journals and I link to those on my uh, website and talk about them and they have episodes that are directly related to them on the ambitious freelancer as well so I basically have just like created like a few different products and hopefully in the near future I want to do more of like coaching and things like that but that's something that's gonna take a back burner for a while because I have like a big transition happening right now um but yeah so I would love to like do more coaching and chat with people and have more conversations because I think that the great thing about like that kind of one-on-one service-based work is that you're actually able to kind of see you're able to get ideas of what your people want and they're paying you to like look at what they want so it's kind of cool so that's something I'm interested in like going through in the future but it's going to be something that's going to probably be a few months from now but for right now I just have like those digital downloads and products um, that people can buy from Amazon. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good that you're directing people to those things, not like just in your show notes and stuff, but also just like out loud and stuff. Because like we mentioned earlier, if you don't ask people to leave a review, they probably won't. If you're not telling people that you have these products, they're not going to really know they exist or they're not going to feel compelled to check them out because you're like, well, she's not talking about it, then it must not be that important to her. Right. So I think, I think that's, that's great. Um, and you know, coaching too is something that you can definitely talk about and insert into your episodes and just do little like call to actions here or there. Like, Hey, if you want to chat more about XYZ topic, then feel free to book a free call with me and we can talk about it there or whatever. It doesn't need to be anything crazy. Just, it can be something super simple. Um, so when it comes to your listeners, how do you keep those people coming back for more? Are there anything that, is there anything specific that you're doing to make that happen? Yeah. So a big thing that I've been trying to do, especially along my Facebook group, it's really just sharing like kind of upcoming what's upcoming on the episodes and also sharing that like on Instagram and things like that to keep people returning back. I use a lot of audiograms to get people excited about episodes like whether they're new episodes or like they're old like they're the current episode to get people interested before they click because you know they might not be subscribed and to just get them interested in certain episodes so a big part of that is just like telling people exactly what's coming up and also I recently did this friend of the show page actually um, for my podcast on uh, my website and so it kind of gives links to every uh, guest who's ever been on my show and also that as soon as I record a show um, even if it's not up yet I like put them in the front of the show when I say airing on this date and so when it's up I kind of take that off and like just make sure it links to whatever show notes it needs to links to, it needs to link to so it kind of gets people excited about who's coming up on the show and not just who has already been on the show um, to get people excited about what I have coming up. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea because you, you know, you want to make sure people know not only like what topics are coming up, but even having like the guests, because then if they're really excited about a particular guest that you're going to have soon, then they get, you know, they're anticipating it and, you know, they're more likely to tune in the day that it goes live versus like, oh yeah, 
this is cool, but I, I don't have time this week. Let me listen next week. So I think that's a really cool idea for sure. And I think it's important to kind of test new ways on how to keep people coming back from work because, you know, people in today's society are busy. They have so much going on. So it's, you know, you kind of need to find new and innovative ways to make sure that they are sticking around and not just listening to one episode and then never coming back ever again. Yeah, I think that it's kind of, I'm kind of glad that I have like a few, I have a good few people that I know every time they're going to turn in, um, they're going to tune in like every single week. I see them on my analytics and like the city that they are from. So it's really fun to kind of see those people coming back and coming back in those cities that get like more than one listener. And like, you can tell people from that city and probably that person are coming back for more episodes. Yeah, totally. Analytics, like, although they're not very robust, they, it's still nice to be able to see where people are tuning in from. It's always nice to see, like, um, you know, oh, cool, I have a lot of listeners in, like, you know, Houston or New York or something like that. So definitely, definitely cool to tune into that. Um, so for anyone who is looking to start a podcast but has no idea where to begin, what is, like, one good piece of advice that you would be willing to give someone who is just, you know, they're just stuck and they're just like ready to start their podcast, but they just have no idea where to even start. So I would say that perfection is kind of not applicable. I was listening, like before I started The Ambitious Freelancer, I actually had this other podcast that I had for a little while and I stopped it when I actually had this good idea for The Ambitious Freelancer because I felt more called to this idea instead of that one. But I was on my laptop the other day because I was just kind of looking through it and looking through all this old stuff on it. And like, I listened to one of those older episodes. It's from like, actually like a year ago, March-ish, um, a little over a year ago. And I was listening to it and it sucked. It sucked really hard. And <laughs> like, everything was bad about it. Like the leveling of the audio was not there. Like you could tell I had recorded it in like snippets because at that time I wouldn't record like long pieces I would record like in five minutes snippets because it was easier for me to edit so I was just getting started you could tell that things were pieced together there was no there was nothing about it that was great um I mean the the information was great but like the actual process of putting it together wasn't and I remember sitting down to do that episode and it took me hours to do it um, to get everything situated because it was my first time really podcasting in that way. Like I had recorded like voice recordings and kind of done like little like audio versions of episodes of like blog posts in the past, but like never actually done like an episode of a podcast and like produced it. And I was doing like a little um, time lapse from of me editing the other day and I've just gotten so good at it like I'm not even editing on audacity where I use audition for like everything from recording to um, post-production and I can do so much more now than I could do even a year ago and it's so crazy to look back at that and that's how you'll be too like you'll look back a year from when you started and you'll be like oh my goodness I know everything more I love like a million times more than I did last year and it'll be great and so even if it's hard to start podcasting right now, just think about like you a year from now when you'll know like everything or a good amount of what you need to know and you'll just be getting better every day. And that's something that you should look forward to. And even if it sucks right now to like go through and edit and record and all this good stuff, you'll learn. And it'll be bef like before you even know it, like as you are 
getting into it. And then you'll look back and like, wow, I couldn't do this a year ago. And it's so amazing. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, just even looking back at like my first episodes when I launched about two and a half years ago, the difference in like confidence and all these things is just so crazy because I feel like our confidence increases, our skills increase. There's so many things that increase when we have been podcasting longer and longer. Um, whether that is, you know, confidence, um, audio editing, things like that. I've actually never edited my own show, so I can't really speak to that part of things. But I think I think that's really cool that, you know, now you've kind of transitioned to a more high-tech tool than just using like Audacity and stuff like that. So it's, you know, it's really cool to see how far we can come in just one year. And, it, and you're right, it doesn't need to be perfect. We, we are so, you know, things are so... Um, it's so easy to think about that perfection, but it just doesn't need to be that way because we're going to grow and expand and our audience will totally appreciate that. They don't want to hear like a super perfect episode. They'd rather hear something that's more raw and real and off the cuff and then see that we're improving versus like, you know, having to worry about perfection from day one. Yeah. And I think that's just a part of like how we are today because we see so many people who have been doing it for so long the same with blogging. When I first got started blogging on like 2011, it was so different from what it is today. And now I feel like there's people launching with like this like complex blogging plans and they know exactly what they're doing. And I'm like, I wish I was that person. But honestly, like I'm excited that I had this learning curve. And the same with podcasting. Like there are a lot of people who are like, oh, you got to launch with three episodes. And while I definitely wish I had done that, like it's okay that like I, f I feel okay that I didn't. And and like, there are a lot of things you can do to make your podcast as great as possible, but like, it's okay to have learning curves too. Right. You're so right. And I think we appreciate it when we do have those learning curves. And funny that you mentioned the three episodes thing, because I definitely do recommend that now, but I didn't do that when I launched. Like I launched obviously with like a trailer because you have to for a podcast, but I also launched with like I think I launched with one episode on Tuesday and then my next episode came out Thursday. So it's not like there was a huge gap between the two. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of those things like, you know, if you don't have three episodes. That's okay too, but just make sure that you're confident in what you're putting out there. Um, and that's all that really matters. You know, you can grow over time. Um, so yeah. So lastly, what is your current favorite podcast? I know as podcasters, we all kind of have a couple that we favor. So I'm, I'm always curious what people are listening to. Yeah, so as far as like freelancing podcasts and like my industry, I really like the Freelance Variety podcast um, with Latasha James. She just has like a lot of really great guests and I love her insights. Um, as far as podcasts about podcasting, I really, I use Buzzsprout as my podcast host and they have this um uh, they have this podcast called Buzzcast and they talk about like podcasting news and some of it's related to specifically Buzzsprout with like news with the company but also they just talk about generally like different podcasting tools that are out there and it's really just interesting I like to hear about like podcasting insights and such um so yeah I like those two I like um the mindful productivity podcast uh it's really fun to like listen to Sarah's voice and how she talks about different mindfulness techniques and how to be more productive I really like that so these are some of the ones and another one I really like is called um, Unrecommended. It's by one of my friends and she does like uh, basically she and her friend read 
books that are like not good and then they talk about them and like break them down and it's really a fun podcast to listen to so those are some of my recommendations yeah I'll have to check out some of those um you know I always love hearing about different podcasts especially the ones that are like more unique and not as heard of like the last one you mentioned like that's not something that is like super common so that's really interesting really cool um but I'll make sure to link everything in the show notes so you guys can go check it out and then just let us know where we can find you so your website your social media channels your podcast and all that good stuff uh, so you can find me at theambitiousfreelancer.com um, and there has a bunch of my links, but Instagram is theambitiousfreelancer and that's where I'm mostly at. Um, Facebook, I'm, I have like the Ambitious Freelancers group there. Um, but yeah, then my face, my podcast, you can find me pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts um, as just the Ambitious Freelancer. So yeah. Awesome. I'll make sure to link everything in the show notes so that my audience can go check you out. But thank you so much for being here today. I really enjoyed chatting with you. No problem. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash episode 160. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community and join in on the exclusive community just for Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs listeners. I'll see you there.